Hey everyone, it's Tom Karadza, and on this episode of the Your Life, Your Term show, Aiden Karadza, my son and I sit down with Matthew Campoli. You know, the whole idea of this show is that we're finding different things that we can learn about, different people we can learn from. We always want to stay ahead of the trends. And Aiden spotted somebody online who has been doing really cool things with Instagram, specifically his video work on Instagram and on YouTube. He's running a podcast called Price to Sell. He's a young real estate professional in Toronto who is using social media, I would think, in a really powerful way. So we thought, wait, don't, why don't we bring this guy on the podcast, sit down with him and pick his brain. Where is he coming from with all this stuff? Why is he doing what he's doing? What can we all learn from him? It's obviously working for him really well. So that's what we're doing on this particular podcast. We're picking his brain. We get into it all, why he's doing the podcast that he's doing called Price to Sell. What books is he reading? How does he think about the business? What does he think about real estate? What is he doing with Airbnb? Why is he doing it in Florida and Toronto? We get into it all on this particular episode. He hands out his Instagram handle and where you can find him towards the end of the episode. So uh, stay tuned for that. And with that, if you are listening to this and you want to dive into the world of investment real estate, rental properties, income real estate, student rentals, legal second suites, garden suites, laneway housing, whatever is you know, catching your attention and you want to learn more, you can check out what we're doing in all of this space by visiting rockstarinnercircle.com. We have free digital copies of our books. We're putting reports up there. We have links to our YouTube videos, podcast episodes, and you can find out more about the Rockstar Inner Circle membership. It's a membership that we run here. There are now over 20 classes given by people here at Rockstar. Also, members are giving back to other members and hosting classes here on all sorts of topics, whether it's using corporations, we have accountants coming in to talk about that, paralegals to talk, come in and talk about the tenant board. We uh, have classes on Airbnb and student rentals and multi-unit investing and joint ventures. You name it, we're covering it at this point. So all of the information of what we're up to is at rockstarinnercircle.com. And with that, let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. We are live with Matthew Campoli and Aiden Carazza. Yep. Aiden Thomas Carazza, my son, is with us. Today. And Aiden, how did you stumble upon this guy? Yeah, so I was on the Rockstar Instagram um, helping out with some of the stuff we do on there. And then I saw Matt just because he's uh, posting the Instagram reels. Uh, he's on YouTube with his own podcast, The Price to Sell Podcast. We'll get into a little bit more of that later. Um, and he's just crushing it on the social game. So I saw Matt, he stood out from all the other realtors out there right now doing the uh, doing the videos. And I thought, yeah, it's a good idea. Let's have Matt on and let's talk about it a little bit. Yeah, Aiden, you, 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 Matthew, you got through our filter. See, Aiden's one of our filters. In cool. this <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I should have checked. Can you guys hear me okay in your yeah, phones? Yeah, okay. Um, so, and then Matthew. You, you, yeah, I stumbled across their Instagram. I, I was stalking you going deep in the reels. And then I saw... Um, uh, other Yacht Week in Croatia. You oh, were there for that, right? Yeah, of course. How long ago was that? 2018. Wow. Yeah, great how, time. How was that? Great time. Okay. So can you describe what, what is Yacht Week? What, what's that whole thing about? Describe I, it for so everyone. So it's funny because I've actually, like, I want to go back. I'm telling my girlfriend because obviously I wasn't with her at the time. I'm like, we need to experience this. It's, um, there's different locations. Like, there's Croatia, Greece, Italy, Montenegro. It's, uh, it's a week on boats. They're sailboats. And there's, like, 30 of them. 
and there's just a bunch of people from all over the world. You fill up a boat with your own friends, about 10 people, mixed guys, girls, and you just sail island to island. Awesome. Uh, in the country you pick. Ours was a party week in Croatia. So it's like, there's a music festival. It starts with that. Then we're sailing on all the different islands in Croatia, um, essentially having a great time. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, touring the, like the lo local islands that maybe not many tourist people would hit. And were you with your friends? You were, there yeah. was a group of you guys? Best, my best friend. Oh, that's uh, awesome. A good mix of us. It was actually during the World Cup in 2018. When Coast, Even when, better. Uh, when Croatia went to the finals. Yep. So we were watching the semis celebrated with the locals, with the flares and everything, like on some random island. Really cool experience. That's awesome. And the reason yeah. we know about it is because we, we go to Croatia every summer. I don't know if I told cool. you our father's Croatian. We have a place in oh, Croatia on the awesome. Adriatic coast and so, we're on one island. Yeah, and we see Yacht Weekend. All those yachts are, are the sailboats together cruising when we're on the islands. And we're like, every time I see it, I'm like, I have to do that. That looks it's insane. such a fun and time. And then his uncle, my brother, we're having lunch and all these guys, all you guys are Yeah, they pulled up right into the little little cove kind of that we were in yeah. and then we were talking to some of the guys there and uh we saw the boats up close and we we're like yeah this just looks like the best I think time Nick ever ran on some of the boats i think yeah like, yeah i think he's Nick's gonna guy. do it maybe he'll <laughs> so my brother's 45 your uncle's 45 yeah. years old but he likes to party yeah so he's running on some of the boats like what is this what is yeah, going yeah. on how do i get involved yeah <laughs> it's it's an experience no sleep though I'll yeah, yeah, you. one of those. One of those. At one point, I think we saw a picture where all the boats were in a yes. circle. They do the raft parties. So what? Yeah, describe that. So they go to the middle of the sea, and they just all link up, and then you get one boat in the middle. That's a DJ boat. So it's a boat that's just floating in the middle with a DJ, and everyone just on the boats hops in the center because it creates like a pool. Because yeah, water. yeah, yeah. And we all hop in with our floaties. You had like crazy, like you got like monkey floaties duck like the most random thing like that's the whole point like you want to bring the most random floaty i uh, got it to get attention who is the weirdest floaty um i don't know looking back there's some, yeah, some yeah, weird yeah, like yeah. hot dogs and like yeah yeah just the random flamingos stuff. and like you can get you can get all creative with, with the flag so you wrap a flag on your boat okay uh so you have like bachelor party. i remember seeing that actually yeah yeah, yeah yeah so one guy had his face on oh, the boat okay, so okay. just like the big flag of his face I think we had a Game of Thrones flag at the time. Big oh, nice, nice, nice yeah. choice. Starks. Yeah, good place for it too. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> I, I I noticed a full send flag. Not that I noticed. I know I didn't know anything about full send until Aiden described the whole full send stuff. And then I see this full send flag. And that to me is an immediate sign that there's a party happening. Yeah. That's yeah, my yeah. only association. I see 1,000%. And I actually, Matt, I, this summer in Croatia, I actually ran into all the guys in the airport. Oh, uh, I got lucky because it's yeah, yeah. It was, nice. It's a small airport. I guess you've seen in Croatia yeah. there, and I guess they don't have their uh, whatever private lounges and jets and stuff that they're flying around with now. So I got to run into them, and that was funny. That was cool to see. Yeah, they've they, they've done it. Yeah, yeah. Those well. guys are the content kings. Yeah. So Matthew, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna call you your. I feel very serious when I call you Matthew. It's fine, Matthew. Like I'm, I feel like I'm in trouble. Yeah. That's fine. That, um, talk to like how old are you? I don't even know. And how does this whole real estate thing? How do you get into real estate? Give us a little bit about your background. Yeah, sure. I just turned 31. Um, been in the business seven. It's my seventh year. So six full years. Oh wow. This is my seventh. It was it was super random. It's one of those just life journeys that just kind of. It, it just happens as it, it's unfolding as it happens. Um, no, like if you had asked me leaving high school, if I was gonna do real estate, I'd be like, what the hell is real estate? You know, um, it started with self-development, 19, I started reading books. First book was Rich Dad, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Who gave you the book? My friend. Hmm. Yeah. Good, Good friend. Great Classic. friend. Yeah, yeah. Gave me the free version on, on online, <laughs> reading off my iPad. And at the time I was going to school, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I was taking history. And that woke me up because I realized like what a liability or asset was. I just bought a car and I was literally looking into how I can soup up my car, 
how we can buy rims, exhaust, intake, mm-hmm. like how yeah. I can just waste all my money to have a nice car. Some warfers, people still, yeah. is that still a word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I grew up in Vaughn, so like, you know, you wanna have to, you know, it, 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 it fits. But um, a fast forward, I accidentally fell into barbering. So at the age of 19, I started cutting all my friends' hair because they were just busting my chops. Yeah, um, yeah. I need you to cut my hair because you have the equipment. My mom was in hairdressing. so. I started doing that and I actually was good at it. And I started to do all my boys because they're cheap and they didn't want to go pay. <laughs> then we started. We all have those friends. Yeah. We all have those friends. <laughs> we started to hit the nightlife scene because we're 19. Like, let's go, you know, let's go to the clubs. And all the other friends that we have known, mutuals, would see their haircuts. And they say, where'd you get it? They're like, Matt. So they come to me like, can I come see you? I'm like, uh, I guess. So yeah, naturally opened up, there. opened up shop and started charging five bucks a haircut, then to 10, then to 20. And uh, that woke up the entrepreneur in me because I realized, oh, I don't have to, I can work for myself. Like I can do things on my own. That my, the skills I built from barbering, I was essentially a chameleon having to sit there every half hour with a different person, different age, uh, background, interests. And I was able to, I had to have conversation, I had to hold it down. And I was a really shy kid growing up. So that just burst me out of my bubble. Jeez, yeah, you wouldn't guess that. Yeah, you know, I have a complete shift. If you knew me back in the day, I played hockey my whole life, but I was like the mute in the change room. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but all in all, like I grew up with, my, my mom was a single mom. Uh, she was renting her whole life and I grew up in Vaughn. So I'm in an area where all my friends had these homes and we lived in a basement apartment. Mm. So I just didn't understand the financials growing up, but I was always comparing and I was very embarrassed, right? But I just, you know, I didn't get it. Just, I see my friends with, these pools and these big homes and all these things. Yeah, especially growing up in that area, I can, yeah. see, I can see it, yeah. And I'm just why don't we have a house? So I, as a kid, I would go to um, uh, new developments and grab a brochure and bring it home. Be like, ma, new townhomes down the street. Um, can you buy it? She's like, yeah, I'll look into it, I'll look into it. Obviously couldn't buy it. Then I started searching online when the internet, you know, there's, you know, you can find homes online. I would send it to her, can we buy this house? Uh, yeah, I'll look into it, I'll look into it. So when I finally turned 23, um, she finally purchased her first house with ownership and I saw the real estate agent pull up in his Mustang and do his job. And this is as I'm finishing university, I was going to go into teaching. I'm giving you a huge summary of my life. It's no, like it's I'm, great. I'm bouncing yeah, yeah, everywhere. Keep going. Keep going. Um, so I saw him do his job and at the same time I had over 200 clients in barbering and I, I was just, I was thinking to myself, thinking outside the box. I started to think in an entrepreneurial sort of way, how can I leverage this network? Do I get into, go into club promoting? You know, do I run buses downtown from Vaughn? Do, what can I do to leverage this network? Because I realized that teaching had a cap and a ceiling. And when I did my volunteer work with my mom's school, cause she was a teacher, I, the first thing I asked is how much can you make? What's the max you can make? And once I got that answer, I started to run math in my head. Like by the time I graduate, is this what I want for my life? And it wasn't. So the timing of her buying the home and watching that real estate agent do his thing was perfect because that was like an aha moment, like, okay, I can take this network that I've created from barbering, get into the sales business because there's no ceiling. And when I'm in this position, I can make whatever I want, but it's up to me. And I had this confidence in my, in myself that I can, you know what I can, I didn't know what an interest rate was. I had no like experience or education in real estate, but I said, let me just jump in the deep end take this thing by the horns and, and these are advanced thoughts you're having about leveraging one network you would develop <clears throat> from hairdress. You know, I was going to say hairdressing, haircutting, hair, Barber, barbering, barber something. um, that's a pretty advanced thought. Where's that, where's that coming from? That's oh, not a natural way to think at that age. Yeah. You know what? 
I'm, um, maybe it was me studying history. Okay. So just, uh, looking at and analyzing things for some, from such a broad lens all the time, you know, like we studied world war two, yeah. a couple of classes, but it was six years. Right. So, um, I started to have this forward thought of like where I wanted to be in the future. And, uh, all my barbering clients were around my age at the time, 23, 22, 21, 24. And I said, okay, they're about to, they're about to all buy homes or investments. Mm-hmm. And their parents are going to hit that life cycle where once the kids buy the homes, the parents need to sell. Smart. Yeah. Smart. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Why don't I, no one in my friend group is a real estate agent. Let me be that guy for them. Let me be the guy for all my hair clients. I'm going to plant the seeds as, as I have my license while I'm cutting hair. Cause I didn't stop right away. So they're coming to me anyways. So I have that funnel in my house, I'm cutting their hair. Like you want to buy a house? You want to buy a house? Your family, friends, cousin. And it just worked out. Perfectly for me. So you were able to think long term at that age. Good for you. I always I, think long term. I consider that's that is. I consider that the secret to anything you want to achieve. Yeah, in life. especially at that age, because I can see even myself sometimes getting trapped in short term thinking and not thinking years in advance. Because sometimes I just want to do something for the quick dollar right now. You think? Yeah, you think oh. so. You can catch yourself. But there, that's the just combination. We all have to make money now. So one of totally. our best mentors in life said, "Hey, listen. You, every day you have to work on now income and future income. Yeah, that you have to make." Some money today but every day you should be doing something to make you money in the future and it's probably been one of the best piece of advice that we've ever gotten and now there's like you know that's a principle and then there's strategies and tactics on how to put that into play but uh but for you to think that way at that age good on you yeah and then what other so rich rich dad poor dad what other books just the way you're speaking i get the sense that you've read a bunch of other stuff i'm a big i'm a self-development junkie okay yeah, yeah. so what are thinking grow rich like three times that's like the bible for me i'm in the middle of that right now oh it's, so it's, funny it's the best like yeah. that woke me up to the subconscious and then the power of that and then that led me to law of attraction and all those things and then journaling and scripting and all those things so now I'm a big like manifestation guy. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So uh, you you journal regularly? Yeah, every morning. Every morning. Yeah, and visualize. Huh. Yeah. What time is this uh, so this is a routine? You get up at the mor- mor- Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm um I mean my alarm's for like 5:30. Um not getting up at 5:30 though cuz I'm fired, you know. I'm, sure. I I'm not I won't preach and say, and say here like I'm up at 5:30. Yeah, yeah, as soon yeah. as the alarm's up, I'm yeah. up. That's like, when I, you start, I'm a, I snooze, man. That's when you start the battle. Yeah. yeah. I, that's the that's <laughs> the first battle. Um no, I like to be up around like like by the time I'm out of bed, I'll grow out of bed like six, six ish. And then um first thing I'll do is I'll I'll meditate or visualize visualize through a guided meditation. I usually have like the same sort of visual mm-hmm. I'm trying to like, you know, hone on hone in on. And then yeah, I I have a, a five minute journal, which is I recommend to anyone. It's literally called the five minute journal. Mm-hmm. It's the, uh, the guy who started that has been on this podcast. No way. Yeah. Awesome. I've seen you post about that yeah. as well in the morning. Yeah. I, every, I love that thing. And I've gotten he sold, so many he people sold on the company, that. but uh, yeah, UJ has been sitting right where you're sitting. Wow, so that's funny awesome. Not that long ago, he was just here. Yeah, super cool. He's working with Mike on our team. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. It's the best thing. I, I, I've gotten so many people on that and so many people have like, just everything has just shifted for them because it's the first thing you do when you're expressing gratitude early on. It's, it's and amazing. when did that start for you at that young age when you were starting in between barbering and, and real estate? Um, I want to say 2018 is when I started the script. Okay. So I have a dream journal too. So like that one's just more so like the daily thing is templated. Then I have one which is just blank and I just write out everything I want, like my goals in life, even though they're ridiculous and they're not even Ooh, yeah, yeah, close yeah. to achieving them. I just put them there. You yeah. Know? And you've been consistent. You've been able to be consistent. Yeah. Since that? 2018. Awesome. And, and, I'll, and I have like my past journals that I'll go look back oh. at and I'll see like what my goals were back then. So you can see like my limiting beliefs at the time compared to what they are now. And some of them I've hit. Oh, awesome. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, that must be cool to look back on and see what, what you were thinking about then compared to now. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And I can only imagine like, like five years. Yeah, yeah, totally. Looking back, we'll say about 
you know. So what's interesting, just getting to know you a little bit better, is a lot of people get stuck in the personal development mode of just constantly reading those books and constantly watching videos about, you know, what to do. Mm -hmm. You've actually done some shit now. How have you made that transition? That was just natural to you. And what I mean by that is like a lot of people will just keep reading personal development. I know. I get that. How have you transitioned to actually doing stuff? Or it just seems, I guess, since the very beginning, you were cutting hair and then real estate. I guess you've just had that in you. Yeah, I just do things. Just mm-hmm. doer. So for real estate, then what did you identify as the important things for you to do getting started? And what do you, uh, so at the beginning, if you reflect back, what did you think was important and what do you think is important now for you to keep doing? Yeah. Is, so there, I, is there a difference? Um, yeah, kind of, uh, I resonated with you, with your situation, with your old broker back in mm-hmm. 2008 mm-hmm. saying you guys are going to fail. Right. So, uh, when I first got, when I'm told not to do something, I do it. That's just me. So when I first got into the business, I started on Instagram and I saw a flaw though. So I was looking at social media for realtors and I already had a decent following because my barber game, you know, mm. a lot of yeah, people, yeah. Knew me, people knew you, right? So like I'd walk on the street and like people in my area, like I was the barber. So I was already posting quite a bit, but I, I saw the flaw with realtors. I, you know, see everyone like this. Okay. All these crossed arm guys. Like, that's not like, it's super formal. That's not really engaging. And they all look the same. Okay. And then I see. If someone's posting um, an ad for a house, it's just, you know, a picture of the kitchen, the and bathroom, their fa- and their face, on a the, bedroom. On the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, or or if it's a video, it's just like elevator music and just a slideshow of the picture, the bedroom, the toilet, you know, things like that. So early on, I'm like, okay, I have to, I want to change this because I feel like this is not engaging for me. It must not be engaging for the consumer. How can I make this more engaging? So I started to make creative videos and I started to put myself in it. And, and I, I knew right off the, right off the hop that being authentic and true to yourself, which I had a fear of because I obviously was scared of judgment. If I put myself out there, like what are people going to think? I but, want, I want to keep going with the story, but how did you overcome that fear? Um, once I started to get the positive feedback on my videos, got it. I just took that leap. I said, okay, this video is either going to shit the bed or do really well. And it did really well. And then some people hate you for me. those videos. I'm sure. Yeah. They can unfollow you, me. You're handling that okay. I don't care. Okay. Yeah. yeah. More, more people, more people like me for them. So yeah, good. And, yeah. and can you describe the videos for anyone listening who hasn't seen them? Yeah. Like so, I'm thinking of like the one with the British accent, and I saw you. Yeah. And I don't know if it's a buddy or another real estate agent friend of yours, where you're like singing some song with the coming soon sign. Can you yeah, describe yeah, some yeah. of these? Yeah. So that's um, that's just my personality. I love like the movies, like Step Brothers, and it's funny humor like that. And I like skits, and I started to do skits. The first video I made was. A custom home that I was selling, uh, the, the the client had just fired an agent prior, so I was a I wasn't really a warm lead. I was more a cold lead, just a referral. And he's like, "Screw it, like I'll give you the listing." So I'm like, "Okay, I have this beautiful property. I don't want to just do the average. I'm gonna be different, but I'm scared, so I'm not gonna tell my client what I'm doing. I'm not gonna show them the video. I'm just gonna put it on social media." And it was uh, my my partner at the time who was helping me sell the house because I was newer. Uh, he was introducing the house and walking through the house and I was in the background, like eating a banana, uh, cooking with uh, like, um, like, like, um, yeah, like an apron, on. apron. Yeah, I, yeah. I blanked on that. It said like spooning leads to forking, like things like that. I'm just doing really stupid things. And I think that's some of those videos that you're talking about is exactly why I stumbled upon you just cause you stood out so much compared to what everyone else is doing. And I think why yeah. it's been so successful already. Yeah. I was just, uh, that's just my humor. And I, I, I'm always like now, like I was shy in the beginning, but I'm always like that call myself like the idiot in the room just like being like uh, like yeah yeah peeking out like making funny faces you know walking out of the the cold cellar with a cantina because i'm italian with this tomato sauce like this like you know 
And um, it did extremely well. Like, people were dying of laughter at the video. Like, I was scared to put it out there. And then it, it, we we made a funny Christmas video because that did so well. We, me and my buddy got hyped. We're like, let's do another one. And then from there, it just continued. I kept making more skits. And wherever I can think of an idea for the listing that can complement the listing, but also cool. make it fun. And I'm sure you've seen now the reactions that people have had and how good that's been for you. Yeah. And that was one of those things where I just said, okay, this is working. Shouldn't keep going. And it shows, I feel like, yeah, authenticity because yeah, not the, uh, it's just not what the average realtor is doing and you see your personality, it comes through and it's just authentic. And I think that's what like, that's what I'd be looking for. That's there's a concept in kind of every industry that there's a lot of marketing incest. And what it means is everyone looks around what everyone else is doing and says, oh, everyone else is crossing their hands. Matthew, just like you're saying. So I yeah. will cross my arms, yeah. my arms. Yeah. And I will do that too. Whereas you've kind of broken the mold. How are you keeping a schedule to that? Like are, a lot of people will do a little piece of marketing and then they won't do anything for a few months. Mm -hmm. Do you have yourself on a schedule yeah. or is it just ad hoc? How are you managing that? Yeah. So I... I teamed up with people, like videographers and different companies, and uh, they all work with me in different ways. And yeah, I'm on a, a content schedule. Mm -hmm. So there's days where I'll go to Niagara to one of my guy's studios, and they're all day and bringing like three to four different um, clothing options. And I'm just filming content. And then I have enough in the bank where I'm able to post consistently. Schedule it out forward. Yeah. Or, um, you know, I'll be out with like my girlfriend, and she's a big social media girl too. And we'll just be out, and she's like, cool wall here let's take a picture she'll take a picture of me i'll take a picture of her bang now i have another picture to post so so you've integrated into your life yeah almost. just staying conscious with it and stories are huge it's free it's easy it's totally know, yeah that's like the biggest conversation starter and lead generator for me or instagram stories and you've all you started a pot what's the name of the podcast you started price to sell price to sell a year and a half ago yeah what was the fear with the podcast I didn't want to do it. It wasn't my idea. It was my partner's. Mm -hmm. And these are the guys from Money Buys Happiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and very good friends of mine. And uh, they just, because I had I have another podcast too. It's called It's Simple. And this was a COVID baby. And that's more entrepreneurial. Bring on people from all over the city, different walks of life, talking about their stories. So I was doing that. So I was busy. And these guys reached out to me saying, Matt, we want to start a real estate podcast. You're the guy. I was like, I can't. Like, I'm so busy. They're like, we don't care. Like, you're going to thank us. I was like, great, I'll adapt. I'll make it work, whatever. Let's just do it, All right? Sat down, came up with the name Price to Sell. No idea the target audience, nothing. I just, I saw, I, I called my buddy Dave, who's another realtor. I said, hey, you're in my first episode. Let's just shoot some shit. And that was it. Yeah, that's good, awesome. Good, good for you. And that, yeah. I guess that's, I know it's taking a lot of time, but yeah, that provides so much content too, just because of the clipping. Now. It does, yeah, it does. And I didn't know that. So. Yeah, I was just going to ask that. Do you at, at the beginning did you do any of the editing work yourself on any no. stuff you're doing? You've always hired it out from the get go. Yeah. So luckily, with my partners there, they're a uh, creative yeah. agency. Got it. So they had all the tools. That's interesting. The, for both your ages, you you at 31 and Aiden for your age. Like when we started, there was no one even to outsource it to. So you actually had to do if you're going to do a video, you had to try to figure out how to edit it a little bit yourself. Maybe yeah. there was a buddy who could do a little bit. But now you guys are growing up in this era. You're right that there's just so much support around you. you just need Mm -hmm. to know who to tap and treat them like partners what yeah. do you mean by that don't just hire them and say hey i need you to show me a video on friday let's do 10 to 2 mm -hmm. like they're my friends now and we're i'm constantly on phone calls with them daily talking about ideas if they have ideas they know to call me because they know i'll be receptive to it mm -hmm. and we've just created this relationship and worked out these things we want to grow together you know we're cross marketing each other and i'm i consider them my partners you know, these, yeah. these video people. Cool. And I think we've talked about this in the Shit, past. Your too, generation, Dad. you guys generate like younger generation. You guys are going to be on fire <laughs> in another 10. <laughs> Holy shit. But yeah, just the, the importance of, of whoever uses the tools and their network and connection the best seems to 
seems hmm. to, I don't know, come with the best results. So you're identifying that. Now that's interesting because I think when we were growing up in this particular business, there was a lot of scarcity. Like the mindset was more, I guess it's still out there, but there was a lot more of this is my lead or my listing or my client. Whereas you were the way you're both talking right now, you guys both seem like you're open to cross promotion, supporting mm -hmm. someone else. Matthew, why do you believe in that? Is that something you've given conscious thought to, or is that just naturally the way you've always behaved? Because most realtors aren't going to, you said you were bringing other real estate agents on your podcast. Most people aren't doing that kind of stuff. Most people are protecting what's theirs and not trying to share it. You know, again, it comes, comes back to my long-term thinking. Like I'm a, a delusional optimist, mm. call it. I so it. Um, a lot of the time I don't know the direction it's headed, but it feels right. So I'm going to do it. Knowing that it's, doors can open up opportunities and you know things I wouldn't have had yesterday. So when I'm bringing all these agents, there's a lot of conversation that happens prior to the, the podcast and after. Um, I've been a big believer in, in collaboration, especially when the market was hot. If I'm in a bidding war and that guy was on my podcast, I don't know their agent, damn right my client has a one up, you know? Yeah. And uh, off market opportunities. Now we're in a, a market of low supply. I'm getting so much things off market because I'm, I'm consistently, I've, made, I've built a relationship when I met them and I've maintained it. And a lot of these people are my good friends now, and it's allowed me to source a bunch of deals. Now I'm getting into the bigger development space, which I've never thought I could do, but here I am being presented all cool. these opportunities because of these relationships I've built. So to me, I think it's the most important thing for a realtor, and it's a big value add to my clients, and I'm a big preacher to my clients when I, when I meet with them. It's like, I have a huge database of agents that I'm all friends with, and whatever you want, I can get you. So. Yeah, you're an interesting case study. So what about your sales skills? Have you ever taken any uh, like uh, organized sales training or just read books on sales? You seem naturally good with people. I know you said you were introverted before. Yeah. But where is that coming from? I think it was the barbering hmm. and just like surrendering to like just be yourself, you know, and that's I'm just I just have a wittiness to me. I'm quick on my feet. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's coming You're not from. that witty. You're not that. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to throw a punch right there. No, no I was Talk not. <laughs> I was not. Um, no, yeah. Yeah, I think it's naturally. Like, I, I read what negotiation book? Um, Wait a second. I got a time. Hold on. Is that chain? I, from, I just saw that, that chain from Kalani. Where is that? Is that a Kalani chain? No, it's just a rope chain. No, it's a rope chain. Oh, yeah. there's, do you know Kalani? Yeah. And you know them? Yeah. Is that chain from there? No, it's oh. my buddy Dylan. Oh, it's your buddy Dylan. Yeah. Where's, let's give Dylan a plug here. Where, it's, he's just a wholesaler, just oh. Dylan. Oh, God. Plug, Dylan, plug, there plug we go. Dylan. Okay, Dylan. Yeah. If you need Dylan, let me know. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, we, we are fans of, of, this is gonna sound, I shouldn't even talk about it. We like gold, that's a nice gold chain. We'll leave it. Thank you. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah thank um, you. But, uh, so naturally that just. Yeah, I just naturally. I think the barbering helped too, because um, I can hold down any conversation with all different age groups. And that was, that was seven years of that, right? And you have a good group of friends, you, you said? Yeah. So you guys are all kind of uh, taking jabs at each other probably at all times. And that is probably made you witty. It's made you sharp. Yeah. It's allowed you to adapt from that environment. If I'm reading your high school situation properly, yeah. you guys were probably all kind yeah, of- Yeah, definitely. And that actually, from reflecting back on, on life, and Aiden, you have that with your- Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That actually it's helps in sales. True. Totally. Yeah. It really yeah. seems to help in, in, in sales. What about your buddies now? Has anyone followed you into the real estate? No, not followed you, but is anyone also in the real estate world? Uh, one of my best friends just got his license. Oh, cool. And he's gonna join my team now. Oh, really? Yeah. So, cool. you, you, and then now you have all this experience to share with him. Yeah, so. yeah, and I'm all about giving back. Like for me, like fulfillment is helping others, like true fulfillment. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm big on that. Mm -hmm. So whatever. Where, where the hell's that coming from? True. Tony Robbins. Mm. Yeah. I just, again, I just studied all the greats. It's like, yeah. hey, there are, they are at like the peak of where a human can go. Are they happy? Mm -hmm. 
you know, like you see some of these uh, these stories of like these celebrities and they're yeah miserable. Well, even they go down the road of the, the suicide. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Got it. And it's like from outside looking in, they have everything you would want as a human, mm-hmm. but they're not truly happy with themselves. So what I learned from Tony Robbins is like true fulfillment comes from giving back to humanity and helping others and just loving people, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's going to be a big thing as your business develops, just kind of giving back and helping mm-hmm. people and everyone can do it in different ways. Is there a Tony, was it a book for me? It was his old program, personal power Two. Uh, mm-hmm. That was like the one our friends listened to. Do you remember one that it was just some I of his videos where it and was. stuff? Yeah. yeah it was just a combination it. of yeah, things. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and then now from this point forward, and I'm not trying to get uh, you to re- you know reveal all your secrets, but is that for your real estate business, do you have a structured lead generation machine that produces new clients for you? Or is it a little bit from everything that you're doing, people kind of ring you up and you get a client that way? So is it a structured ap- approach to your marketing or is it just like you're casting this wide net with all the social media stuff and people raise their hand and say, I want to work with you? Yeah, so it's been the wide net for... Okay. I would say so year three is when it really started. So the past three years have been great. And I've you know done really well with sales and volume on my own as a single agent, uh, enough to a point where I've burnt out and say, okay, I can't mm-hmm. do this on my own anymore. Um, but this year is I have a team now and I've, the past year and a half I've been studying how to systemize and I've been lucky to have everyone on, these, on my podcast and I wanted to find out what their, their uh, struggles were and like the do's and do nots. And I've put together like a little, uh, a game plan as to okay this is what works i'm just going to do this so the past year and a half has been building that so now i'm doing the lead gen where we have um uh getting a bunch of buyer leads that are coming in i have a team going to be giving them the leads um my own network and referral has been my strongest center of influence mm-hmm. but i want to do more than that i'm going to be doing the farming this year too so which i've done in the past because i was big cold caller but um now i'm going to implement those systems i was very much i was pretty much all over the map before Hmm. Yeah, I wasn't really structured. Mm-hmm. My time was structured, but my actual business wasn't because I had no business experience. Um, I was just kind of mm-hmm. yeah, rolling with you know? whatever happens. Yeah, and then now yeah. I've taken on some mentors, and I'm actually okay, learning. Okay, I have to organize. I have mm-hmm. to. But you did the right thing. You created some chaos. And yes, you, definitely. You, you did well from that chaos. Mm-hmm. And now if you don't have the chaos, you don't have the raw material to structure into systems. You almost need the chaos to be able then to identify what what is working, what is not working, and then you can put it into a systematic fashion. Yeah, exactly. Most people don't create any chaos. Like you went yeah. out and just caused chaos. So like, that's amazing. If Nick and I ever don't have enough chaos going on, we just think we're not growing or the business is not growing. Like if everything's too, it's weird. Like you go through these phases of like, holy shit, we're burning out. Everything's a mess. Okay, let's systemize this stuff. And then if it gets too organized, we're like, holy shit, we're not growing. We're not doing enough. Yeah. We need more chaos. Yeah. So it's this constant seesaw that you'll yeah. find, I think, that you'll go through. So you're Probably. you're in the phase of now putting systems. Great, because that'll let you then grow to the next level. It's almost like if you if I reflect on our own kind of business's growth, it's, it's like there's these steps. It goes up and then it kind of plateaus a little bit while you're putting systems in place. Mm-hmm. And then the systems allow you to grow to the next step. And then it plateaus until you kind of get that all organized again. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, really, really cool. Sorry. to make totally. No, no, no. I don't want to jump too far ahead here, but, um, I've also seen you been, uh, yourself recently purchased, I think a property in Florida. Yeah. I'm going to have an Airbnb going there. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and maybe the location and why you chose Florida? Yeah. Aiden's asking about that because you like Florida. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. popular right now. Yeah. It's one of those things that, again, I feel like I hit it early. I'm getting a huge funnel of that stuff. It's uh, It does seem popular. Where, right now. You're so right. where in Florida? Fort Lauderdale. 
Oh, okay, nice. nice. And yeah. what is it? It's a house. House? Yeah. So, yeah, tell us about tell us about this. I started Airbnb in 2019, uh, pre-COVID. So I bought a condo in Toronto. Um, and I just saw like, oh, there's pretty good, pretty good returns here. Like, you know, this large turnover of guests adds up. These people are just paying totally. 200 bucks a night, but it's still 200 bucks a night for the owner multiplied by 30 days if you can get 100% occupancy. Um, so I did that, started to do well. COVID hit, terrible experience. I, I, I hodled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old. <laughs> and good usage, good usage. Yeah, and I studied the shit out of Airbnb, and and now I'm like, I become the guy for it, and I have the experience to speak on it. And the property management team I was working with I built a great relationship with them. Now I have my own property management company too, for short term rentals. I'll plug in passivity property management. Oh, cool. That's for Toronto, Toronto, uh, Toronto, and Florida. Oh, awesome. cool. Yeah. So that's um, something you're actively as well doing yourself yeah. in Toronto. So I have a partner with that. We have a nice. full team running that. But yeah, we have uh, it's a property management company. A great start. And the website for that? Uh, Passivity Properties. Awesome. Yeah. So um, as I was talking to these guys who were my, and I'll shout out the other company, Park Place. Um, Alec is the owner there. Good buddy, good buddy of mine. He's running like 300 plus units. And he was, kept calling me during COVID. He's like, Miami, 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 Miami. You gotta come to Miami, screw Toronto, come to Miami. And I, was, I love Miami, I was going there all the time. So I started, yeah. I started to get his numbers. He's getting sharing with me in real time. And then um, I was studying it. And then last year, a, uh, a real estate agent out there cold DM me and started to share his current Airbnb that he was running and the numbers there. And I'm like, holy crap, 10K USD a month, like pretty consistently. That's insane. Cheaper purchase prices too than Toronto, more cash flow, right? So for 10K a month, what would be the purchase price for something to generate 10K a month right. in, in the Fort Lauderdale area, right, roughly? Right now, mm -hmm. ballpark. 700 USD. Okay. Yeah, on average. So yeah, I started to dig deep. I'm like, you know what, let's explore this Florida option. And then I just found a house wasn't pre-approved, bought a house, firmed up, still not pre-approved, and uh, just took, took that gamble. That's cool. <laughs> Holy smokes. Um, and it looks, what you've done with the place too looks pretty cool. You've, you've added some character to it and kind of made yeah. it a unique spot, which I'm sure is, you know, a thing with the Airbnb well, reasons helpful. Over there, it's a big thing and you have to differentiate because there's a lot of saturation. So again, I, I talked to a lot of people and what was working was the themed homes. So we designed ours in a Louis Vuitton theme. So there's a feature wall huh. people can go and do in their Instagram thing. We Smart. had a girl throw her open or launch party for her, some, some brand there. Yeah. It looks cool in there. It looks cool. You did a yeah. good job in there for sure. Yeah. So it's been doing well for that. And yeah, it's been, it's been doing great. It's been cash flowing so far. So good. We're awesome. Three, three months in. At those numbers, those are great numbers. 700,000 yeah. purchase price, 10,000 a month. Are you able to generate 10,000 a month? Is that? So the first month we did about eight grand. Uh, second month we did about nine. Uh, March, we're already over 12. Those are amazing. Wow. Yeah. Um, April, I don't know, maybe like we're at three so and, far. And uh, the management's been okay now that you have this management company in place. It has been fairly hands-off for you. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I love about the management companies. It's a, for the investor, mm -hmm. it's totally hands-off. Like mm -hmm. I receive my, my monthly payment. And that's cool. It. And that's the same for the condos that you're doing in Toronto same as well thing. and for your condos. I forget I have it. Cool. Yeah, I just I just and that one that one's a cash cow too. Toronto Airbnb is a Is that a Toronto yeah. condo I'd imagine? Toronto condo. Yeah, right downtown. Yeah. 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 There's only certain buildings that allow it. Yeah, that's right. And I remember through COVID, we had uh, a situation where somebody called in here and I think they were trying to sell their condo because in the building, I think there was like 80 for sale right when COVID hit yeah. or a few months later. Mm. And it was all the Airbnbs in that building and people were trying to kind of dump them. It was really saw. That was just like a, that was a big anomaly in yeah. the market, but you held on through. We, we, we listed it. 
Did you? I okay. had my partners on it and we listed it. And you got probably no bites and at the time? I was so happy that we got no bites because, again, I'm a long-term guy. Mm-hmm. They were like in the moment, like, oh, they, you know, we have to sell. Like mm-hmm. things, you know, shit's going to happen. Every real estate person goes through that. Yeah. yeah. Sell this piece of shit property. Yeah. Get it out of my life. I'm like, guys, like, wait, let's, let's wait. And I'm like, you know what? Okay. You guys, 2v1, uh, let's list it. Didn't get what we wanted. So luckily held on. And uh, the following year when the world opened up again, that's when we saw the true potential. And last summer was just mm-hmm. cool. And then I guess, so Toronto condos for Airbnb, is something you're actively doing and helping clients with. Yeah. I'm, I'm, um, I have a lot of investor clients cool. who I help. Oh, that. right. Yeah. Okay. And then are you pulling any of the investor clients? Ah, you're not licenced right now in Florida. I was, was going to say, are you selling anything in Florida? I, that, that looks I, like it'll be in I future. am indirectly. Yeah. Do yeah, I have a connection have there? The, yeah. We have the, um, we have the referral network down there with mm-hmm. the lenders and everything. So, um, what I'll do is people will call me and I have a link on my Instagram. You can call me about Florida and I'll just set you up with everyone you need with the accountant, the lawyer, the, uh, the lending awesome. people. And I don't want to put you on the spot. Can you share anything about the lending for Canadians who would be yeah, buying down sure. there? Yeah. yeah. So we're actually hosting a, um, event at April 27th in Vaughan. It's an investing in Florida event oh. at the Venetian. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we'll be promoting that a little bit more, cool. but, uh, for lending. So fun ride for me. I did this while in Costa Rica. I was trying to zen out and uh, dealing with chaos. But you can go through a mortgage broker. The, the the best they can do is 25% down, 30 or 25% as a foreign investor. The thing with mortgage brokers in Florida is they charge a fee that the buyer has to pay, mm-hmm. two to 2.5%. So when I saw the closing costs, I said, there's no land transfer here in Florida. Why, is, why am I paying $25,000? And she's like, oh, it's my fee. So that was new, different to me, I just assumed. Makes you, makes you appreciate Canada. Definitely. Yeah. But the banks, um, TD, RBC have a special promotion for Canadians. If it's a secondary home, you can do 20% down mm-hmm. and they don't charge a fee. It's just it's a pain in the ass. It might almost be worth it to go through the mortgage mm-hmm. broker. I had TD from down there send me the list of documentation they need for that 20% down program. It just was stunning. Man. Yeah. The amount that they want from. Yeah. It's crazy. It was, it was, some of the stuff is just ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, is this common sense? Mm-hmm. Even, yeah. You yeah. Know, it's just, but. We, we went through it. I'm happy it went down like that. Cool. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to rewind a little bit when you went to uh, Aiden. If anything else on Airbnb, just tell me. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, no, but the uh, the burnout part, when you hit that burnout mm-hmm. phase, what, how did you how did you handle that? Like Nick and I have both hit that a couple times. Yeah. Um, that, that's tough to deal with. Did you just take a pause on real estate there for a little bit? Or were you still working, but just not looking for an active new business? No, I was, but... It was, it's a combination of like COVID having that time off where we had like those two weeks of like nothingness. I started to, again, think long-term and say, okay, how can I eventually. That's when you hit the burnout right before COVID? Um, I was, I was burnt out leading into COVID okay. then had that two week off mm-hmm. period. And then I, I started to look into my future and say, okay, do I want to be selling real estate physically forever? Because once I, let's say the age 55, 60, whatever comes and I'm, I just want to stop. Where's the income gonna come? Besides income properties and stuff like that. So I started to think ahead. Uh, then COVID, you know, the world opened back up. We're allowed to show properties. Sellers are comfortable with people coming in their homes again. 2021 and end of 2020 was ridiculous for me. So then I was just nonstop from then till 2022. Did an exceptional year, had, had amazing time. Um, you know, won all the awards, but I felt like crap, mm-hmm. you know? And I didn't know what it was. Cause it's like, if I, the number I had reached was more than the goals I was writing back in 2018. Mm-hmm. But you felt like crap. But I felt like yeah. crap. So I'm yeah. like, where, where, is this, where does this happiness come from? And um, I hired a life coach mm. and he started to teach me really some really cool, simple things, but like just about balance and stuff like that. Can you but, share, share one that helped you? Yeah, like one of them was, so obviously being 
so in the business and my time in the business, all I wanted to do was like be on phone calls all day, being showings at night, writing up deals, repeat gym. Gym was always non-negotiable, but just consistently doing those things. And I stopped seeing my parents. I stopped seeing my friends mm. and I just felt really disconnected. And, you know, I want to pick up my phone and like not call a client. It's like I can call a friend, but like, I don't even know what to talk to them about. Yeah. You know, I just felt really yeah. disconnected. Yeah. yeah. So one thing my coach made me do is he's like, you're going to set intentional dinners with your friends that you're going to host and you're going to take the lead on monthly. And it was a simple thing. Like I'd rent out a small little room in a, like a Chibo, right? Have my friends come and, um, You're pretty high class. Chibo. Yeah. I can pick a spot. Yeah. 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 And he made me, he's like, you take everyone's phone, put it in the corner. And you're all going to sit there and have a, uh, have a discussion. Oh, that's pretty did cool. Did you do that with the phone? I did. Mm. And then I'm sitting in there and whatever, like, you know, the football talk comes up and the surface level talk comes up. And these are guys I've known for like, you know, since I was eight. And uh, you can see like, holy crap, like we're all best friends, but we don't really go deeper than the surface. So at the end of the talk, my coach also made me like go around the table and ask, okay, let's everyone bring up a, a highlight of your year and have a low point and let's support each other. So we all went around and uh, it was uncomfortable for, for some, but then we, you know, one of my friends, I, we realized he just wasn't doing good mentally. Like he was having a Shit. really rough time. We wouldn't have never have yeah. known that yeah. because he, everything we talked about is so surface level. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess he didn't feel the comfort to dive deep. Of course. Right. Yeah. So that was just like mind blowing to me. Like, holy crap. And I felt so good after that dinner. You know, just uh, that you was one connected. of those fulfilling you were connected things. Again. Yeah. Exactly. So I felt like that connection come back. So it's like those little things, and yeah, I got lost again after. Like it's hard to sure. like maintain yeah. that, but um, yeah, that's that's what I learned. But ultimately, it stems back to me again thinking long term. Like I don't see myself selling real estate forever. I love it, but I'm trying to make moves now and systemize and hmm. build the, the building blocks in order to allow myself more of that freedom down the line whatever that looks like, but that's what I'm working towards little by little. So it's yeah, like a five From the sounds play. of it now and what you're doing and the connections you're making, I feel like you'll achieve that for sure. Yeah. That's yeah, so far so good. Yeah. It's difficult to extrapolate where you're going to be out because I, I, again, I guess it's just going to sound like I'm old guy here, but you know, you have Airbnb, you're getting to know the Florida market, you understand, you know, podcasting and social media and marketing and sales. I feel like with that much coming to the table and that much momentum at the age of 31, it's difficult to know where you're going to be at 41 it because is. there's going to be so many options. And the challenge might be for someone like you over the next 10 years is picking what to focus on because you're skilled it at a lot a of things. It is a challenge. Yeah. Definitely. So you're, it's, yeah. it's going to be, and that was one of our best mentors who said, listen, so many people chase so many objects mm. that they don't get anywhere. Yeah. And something that we've done a decent job at, not that we're perfect by any means, but we stayed focused on the real estate thing and kept building systems around it to allow us some of the time freedom that you're kind of looking looking for. Yeah. But that is the danger with someone like you because yeah, you're good at a lot of different yeah. stuff and people are going to want to attach themselves to you. They're going to present you with opportunities all the time. Yeah. So, uh, just something, something to be aware of. Not that it's a bad thing at all. It's just yeah. something to, to be aware of. I've learned to set boundaries now. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Already. Yeah. Yeah. And you keep bringing up that you think long term. I just kind of, I, I love it. I want to yeah. sp- switch something specific that you probably don't even want to talk about specifically, but I'm curious, what do you think the future of a Toronto real estate market? Uh, this is a loaded question. Cause I'm just going to ask you Toronto as a whole, Yeah, yeah. but just the future of the Toronto real estate market. I heard you and Brad Lamb talking about it on yeah. one of your podcast episodes yeah. a little bit. What do you think? Where I is mean, Toronto over the next 10 years headed in the real estate market? I, I love his insight. I think it's, I think it's going, it's only going up. 
I mean, there's so much development happening. The amount of cranes we have in the city, the amount of tech coming to the city, immigration coming to the city. So just like that demand, mm-hmm. that's going to be here. We have a supply issue, mm-hmm. just economics, right? So you're fairly bullish on Toronto. Yeah, definitely Toronto. bullish on it. Mm-hmm. I think it's, uh, you know, unless there's some crazy changes that come at a federal level that, you know, just yeah, we're kind of handicap it. Yeah. I don't know. But other than that, it's like it's what the fourth largest city in the world now. Um, in North America, in North America, we're third, right? We're behind New York, LA, and now Toronto. We passed Chicago. So Best past Chicago. But I think, I think the number one in, in, sorry, in our side of the world would be New Mexico. Uh, no, Mexico City. Mexico City. Mexico right. City. Yes. So yeah. we're the fourth. Yeah, you're right. It's huge. Yes, huge. It's huge. And I think the growth that we're having here, <clears throat> like when you travel around, just uh, I've never been to Mexico City, but I can imagine um, when you travel around, Toronto just has so much development going on. Yeah. The only other place that seems like it's growing quite a lot would yeah, te- some parts of Texas, for sure. Uh, some parts of Florida. Toronto was the fastest growing city in all of North America um, in 2019. Mm-hmm. And then a couple Texas cities passed us. And so we're like, you know, right up there in just the amount of growth we're having. So, uh, yeah, I think I think it's a hub. It always will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were saying now you're at the age two where, um, or have been, I guess maybe for a couple of years where friends um, are buying homes, purchasing homes, looking to buy. Um, and obviously it's been harder for people to buy. Is there any strategies people have using? Like, like what are your thoughts on? Yeah. I guess people that are looking to buy their first home. I mean, it's getting yeah more challenging. Where do you see that going? I think we kind of all agree where we see that going right now. Um, like, looking, and what are you're looking for, you're like, Hey, Matthew, get me a deal somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I guess, yeah, just what are your thoughts on, uh, yeah. How to get in, like, the easiest way? I guess, yeah. Without, like, you know, with, like, overcoming that fear? Well, I guess, like, yeah, I know. I hear some people talk about maybe buying a duplex. They're renting out their basement, renting out their, that second unit. Like house um, hacking? Yeah, maybe people are renting for longer, trying to save for, for an investment property first, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, house hacking is always a great option. Yeah. Uh, JVing with a partner or partners. That's what I did for my first condo. Totally. And that's right. what Anthony on the team here has done a really good job yeah. of getting some uh, friends together to buy some investment properties yeah. before buying I mean, a You're not like if you're all, house. you know, you have a certain amount in the bank and you don't want to exhaust it all and you're scared and you're, you're uncomfortable. Just JV with someone. You don't have to use it all. Totally. At least you're, t- at least you're in the market. And like I think we'll be seeing more and more of that as time goes on. Yeah. And like we were talking about just more people, um, like families and stuff. Yeah. More people living in one unit. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. It just seems more and more expensive. I guess there's two things overcoming the fear of purchasing and then just getting the money to do it. Yeah. And then you can get super creative if you don't have that fear, you you have a good network and you can totally do the whole. So your age group at your age group, people are getting, starting to get married. I would assume starting, how are they making that transition into buying something? Are they doing what Aiden's saying? Maybe doing a house hack or you're not, you're probably not JVing on a house you want for your family. Yeah. So what some people are doing is, um, they're, uh, just buying like back in the, like, let's take a couple steps back. I'm at that age now where my friends are married. Mm. So if I'm, you know, backtracking a couple of years, um, some of them would just want to buy an investment condo together and had to rent it out. And then now. Yeah. Got that now right, moving into it. Yeah. Either moving into it or they're going to sell it and, and try and put a down payment plus their savings into other things. Uh, that's a good stepping stone. Some people would buy the condo and actually move into it and then sell it and use that as a stepping stone. Um, some other Friends of mine have um, bought a house, and then if they can stay at home, they stay at home and live in the basement with their with the mm-hmm. parents or in laws, or just go rent a spot for the time being, something like mm-hmm. super cheap, and just let the uh, the property do the work for them. Um, yeah, so that, everyone's finding a way. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. Like the there's there's ways. Like uh, um, again, Italian background. 
parents would love nothing more it's for you to live at home for li- yeah. us to live in the basement you <laughs> yeah, know yeah, for sure and yeah a lot of my friends have exercised that too. yeah so yeah. yeah why not yeah there's no shame in that no. i think i think in when i look at our relatives in europe and stuff that's just what everybody does yeah totally like, it's completely yeah. normal weird additions get built onto home yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Keep living in the same area but yeah. they make it work yeah yeah they make it work here it seems like a big thing okay a, f- a few more questions for you someone getting started right now um who doesn't have maybe your sales skills or your you know you said you were introverted now clearly you're very comfortable speaking in front of the camera and doing podcasts and that kind of stuff where would you tell them to start what what kind of advice do you give people when they're just starting out right now with your perspective today i think i think the self-development journey is huge Mm. i think finding that self-confidence in yourself and that belief because you can go five years in the business and and i'll have that limiting belief that you can never sell 100 properties a year or i can never make five hundred thousand dollars a year i can never be like bob over there that's the first issue. So if you can overcome that, then you so can. So li- for that, listen to podcasts, read books, yeah. personal development. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just like, yeah, take a deep dive with yourself. Fix your self-image. Yeah. And then the rest will just kind of, you know, come. But having a good mentor, mm. awesome. You know, that's confidence in itself too because you're learning the skills. Maybe you're on the field with them. You see how they're successfully closing deals or transacting with clients. You're taking that skill set and then you're applying it to yourself. That's a confidence thing. So that helps you get out of your shell and actually attack things better. Um, yeah, a combination of those things. But I think the, f- the fastest you can be yourself and not be scared to put it out there, the faster you will receive and attract things. Why are you saying that, that you, you've experienced that yourself and hearing that from your mentors? This seems like a big thing. That was, a, I found that on my own. Mm, yeah. You. The mentor stuff, like my mentors, uh, when I first got into business, um, my broker told me not to waste time on Instagram at all. He's like, you're never gonna sell a house on there. Don't even waste time on there. Right? He's like, you should be in here at eight o'clock, cold calling, blah, blah, which I was doing, but I was still doing the Instagram thing. Who do you call, how does cold calling work today? Like, do you actually got numbers? I don't even know the basics. Yeah, Mo, I use Mojo Dialer. Okay. And you can scrape an area, you just you draw it on the map and just okay, use you the numbers. numbers. Okay. I was calling houses. Okay, okay, awesome. So I wasn't speaking to many people, whoever yeah. the house phone, right? Yeah. But I was doing that for the beginning just to get like even objection that, handling. Yeah. yeah, even that I bet, because you're just getting rejected, I'm sure, all the time. It was great just for like that's where the wittiness is. Yeah. That's where the wittiness kicked Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had a couple of lines where they're like, people are like, oh, you're not a realtor. I'm like, you must be psychic. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. would laugh. Right. I'm like, okay. you want to tell my fortune? Like, you know, just yeah. those things on the so, phone. So start with personal development. And then after that, when they, you know, being, they learn to be authentic and just share who they are as a person yeah. tactically or strategically after that, what, what would you tell them to do? Just find something that. So for me, it's like, if you're getting feedback from your friends or family about a, a, a common thing, for me, it's like, you're hilarious. You should be in standup or, you know, this is your, this was funny or like that you do this super well. I'm like, okay, people are saying this about me. I'm going to bring my humor because mm-hmm. that's what people love. Yeah. The real estate game. If everyone's loving it outside of real estate, let me bring it to the game. If you're an analytical person. So if you're really good with numbers and you're in the background making all your Excel sheets and all these things, if you're really good at that come out and start talking about the data because that's your strength and people are going to appreciate that. There's guys who kill it on my Instagram too in the industry. All they do is talk about the stats and this and this. And guess what? Their following has been blowing up because people resonate with that. So find your strength, get uncomfortable, you know, and be willing to put your strength on camera and then do it consistently. Yeah. And just going back to what you were saying about the content for Beautiful a second. advice. And, yeah. uh, advice. and sorry, and producing media and stuff. I just feel like whatever you're in now just producing media and getting content out there is game-changing because i guess wh- whoever sees you the most mm-hmm. 
Like, and whoever resonates, I think, with your yeah, totally to what Matthew's saying, because someone will be the engineer type, totally, who's going to go through the spreadsheet but in a really deep. You won't way. find those people that resonate with you without producing content and and kind of just getting yourself out there. Yeah, that's a good point. So you have you have to share what you're about. So find out what you're authentically good at, and figure out the media in which you're going to share it. Because I think some people might see Matthew and think, oh, they got to do video or they got to do stories or they, you know, but. They could just do an audio or they could just write blog written newsletters. Yeah. Yeah. Some, I feel like on Twitter, um, yeah, there's some Twitter accounts that are just, there's one uh, real estate one that's huge. You've probably seen it. Mm. Um, the strip mall guy. I don't know if you've seen him on Twitter. Okay, no. Huge following now. And it's just, I, I know who you're talking. He has, uh, yeah, just, it, it, he's built up a huge following for himself just because how good the and informative of those Twitter threads are. So yeah. I think whatever it is. So you can match your personality to the media that suits you best. Totally. And just yeah. share your authentic totally. self. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And then you're connecting, you're going to connect with more people who are at that high level with you in that industry. So like I've connected with so many people on Instagram who have influential status and they want to collab with me and I make a video with them. And guess what? Now I have their network who, I'm exposed mm, to totally or if they're just re resharing something of mine on their massive network guess what more people. yeah totally I guess that, so, ne that network things yeah huge you're gonna too. attract if you're making the content you're consistent with it you're gonna attract the other guys who are making content and consistent cool with it. yeah they're gonna want to brainstorm with you because they might, might not have people at home that they can actually have a chat with about this stuff so they're gonna want to align themselves with you and that just grows and grows and grows and you build this little inner community of people doing the 100%. same thing and you're all doing it together and you have each other's back exactly yeah so i'm going to put you on the spot here i i should have maybe prepared you for some of these questions I like spot but uh you, you've been in real estate long enough now you've seen some nasty deals i'm sure you've seen stuff blow up people get their back against the wall things can turn ugly do you have a set of principles that you live by that to get you through those kinds of situations so for example i'm going to share ours just to, to mm -hmm. you know we we have three it's always do the right thing yeah give 110 percent and treat others as you would treat yourself yeah Yes. And then if we have those principles in our lives, we just, if we're confused or don't know our next move, we just kind of fall back on those principles. And that almost tells us what we need to do. Even if we don't want to do, even if it means we have to spend money to fix a problem that we don't think we needed to mm -hmm. spend money on originally or something, you know, whatever it is, but those principles kind of guide us. Do you have, have you consciously set out a set of principles that you live by yet? I feel like you're somebody who's going to, if they haven't already. Yeah. I think, I think just being your true self to your client, being authentic, being fully transparent and having like a code of ethics. Like I've always told myself I want to sleep at night. Mm. So I essentially tell my clients, like, I'm not going to, not going to make you do something I wouldn't. And that's it. Right. Like I've walked, I've walked into homes in three seconds. I'm like, let's get the hell out of here. Right. Like I'm, I'm all about just being completely honest with them. And it just allows me to go on in life and, and feel good. Yeah. Good for you. Right. Yeah. So, and they know that and they, and they, and then they, they trust me a lot more and then they actually come to me and ask me the questions like, okay, seriously, like, what do you think? Like they actually want me to help them and guide them. Some people will take over an agent and be, try and be the expert. Like, okay, no, we're going to do this, 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 because they actually don't have a trust in the person, mm -hmm. you know? And that agent isn't like, yeah putting their foot down or like gaining that trust so what uh what uh, we're gonna we're, we'll start to wrap here uh what what should we have asked you that we haven't asked you yet oh what know. do you want to share that you haven't um it would be interesting to see this guy go down the the club path and do those buses down toronto yeah yeah, 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 yeah totally yeah. i feel like anything you put i mean your i mind did to, i did do that a little bit oh uh, did you yeah, do that I, yeah from you had your time 20 bucks ahead yeah did you yeah 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 i was filling <laughs> buses up man it was, no worries uh, was, <laughs> good for um, you <laughs> I don't know. I think we we spoke on a lot of things. Yeah. I I I, I mean. I guess here I have I one more kind of question anything. too that yeah. that's kind of loaded. But I guess someone that's looking to buy their first investment property, um, what's something maybe that you're looking at now? Would that be a 
Airbnb condo in Toronto? Would that be a student rental? What were you, are you kind of looking for maybe for yourself or someone in a similar position that's, uh, yeah, that's looking to grow their real estate portfolio? I mean, Airbnb can be, can be powerful. If you can invest in a property that, you know, will do well with equity too, and you can cash flow today on it because it's hard to find those types yeah, of deals totally. uh, with conventional tenants, then do it. You know, you can even do a combination if you like, you you bought a duplex or even, you know, something with a basement apartment, you can Airbnb that basement apartment, put a regular tenant upstairs and you just get a combination of the two. One is secure, one's a little more risky, but high return. So you can get creative. I, I like the Airbnb space. I do. Um, and I guess you're familiar with that now. Yeah, I am. So it's like something I like to do. I'm passionate about it. So I've, I've always, I'll always pitch it. Uh, Florida, as I'm, like I said, I'm three months in, but I want to say probably by the end of the year, I'll be preaching out a lot more because I'll know for sure it's good to go. And I can like really get people totally. involved. Yeah. I wonder where your next property is going to be, if it's going to be Toronto or Florida. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Like it'll be interesting the decision places. that you make. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm open to it. Like I have a pre-con closing end of the year, so I'm going to refi that and see where, uh, where I can pump that into. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Matthew, uh, pleasure getting to know you, man. Seriously. Yeah, so where do yeah, people find me. you? What is the, yeah. Repeat the name of the podcast, your Instagram handle, whatever, please. Yeah. Uh, you just have to find me. That's it. Look out. <laughs> I'm kidding. If you can't find him, you can't do business with him. You won't. Find it's a him. test. It's what Brad Lamb said on my podcast. Where can I find you? He's like, you can't. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> good luck. That the that so good. He doesn't want to hand out his phone number because I'm sure at this point, being in the business that long, can totally, you imagine? Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, Instagram is where you can see everything I do is at Matt Campoli, M-A-T-T-C-A-M-P-O-L-I. Um, my podcast is at Price to Sell Podcast. Um, on YouTube, I have a personal YouTube and the podcast page. Just type in my name or price to sell and uh, property management. If you need a property management company just for short term rentals, it's called Passivity Property Management. That's it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. Yeah, no, appreciate you coming on. We'll keep following you. And uh, yeah, no, it's awesome to be seeing uh, what you've been doing so far. Yeah, yeah you have it. new fans. Any way we can support you going forward. Likewise. Anytime you want to reach out, you just yeah. say the word, man. Excited to see your journey in the yeah, next time. Yeah, that's what I love about podcasting is like the relationship building totally it's cool during it yeah but thanks to you guys amazing office yeah. best espresso in the game <laughs> <laughs> thanks <laughs> no problem thank you hey everyone hopefully you enjoyed that chat with matthew you can check out his podcast it's called priced to sell by finding it on any of the podcast platforms we'll also put in a link to it in the show notes of this particular episode and on instagram he is at Matt Campoli. We'll also link to that in the show notes so you can find him there. And if you are listening to this and you want to dive into the world of investment real estate and you're not sure where to start, you can learn about all the things that we're doing, whether it's through our books, our reports, YouTube videos, podcasts, the membership we run. It's all available to you at rockstarinnercircle.com. That's it for this episode. Until next time, your life, your terms. <laughs>